0: hey guys welcome back to indie basketball the podcast Uh, and today we got another episode this time we are one-on-one with adam siska from the academy is and football head uh now we go deep into some nostalgia this is a very hyper chicago episode but it's a great one um some great conversation so hope you guys enjoy
1: basement that was like severely flooded in the uh Ooh. July I don't know if you recall the the big floods of July my basement is like uninhabitable now brutal um yet I work down here all the time probably inhaling all sorts of uh yeah
0: but the wonders that's just, the wonderful stuff right. home homeowner, ownership
1: yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's uh like it's in complete disarray and yet I work down here every day it's like a dungeon <laughs> But it was once a very lovely place. And, of course, when I went out west for one of the Fallout Out Boy uh, shows that we did, like, 20 minutes before I went on stage, the house sitter was like, oh, yeah, there's, like, eight inches of water in the basement. Wonderful. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, great to finally connect with you. And, uh, yeah, dad life has been intense. I, like, my wife was like, you need to cancel. I'm, like, I'm not canceling again. I got to talk <laughs> basketball. So yeah, it all uh, it well, worked out great.
0: We got, we, yeah, we got, we got an agenda because the basketball season has started. So thank you for joining. Um, of course, it's it's been uh, we've been talking about this for a little bit, and uh, I think this will be a, a fun one, both because the NBA season has just started, and and also we are both Chicagoans, and we go kind of. I feel like there will be a nice trip down nos- a nostalgic uh, realm. So I think there'll be there'll be a lot of fun stuff to talk about yeah um so yeah like i said great to have you on but firstly the thing i like to ask everyone is what you're currently listening to
1: um football head i mean it's yeah it's my new band but it's also like i kind of came on as the manager of the band Mm. um actually like a year ago this weekend when the bowl season was just kind of getting started (laughs) it was like the first get together To watch a Bulls game of last season. Um, I went over my neighbor, Liam. He lives three doors down, like the band. (laughs) Um, Diehard, diehard Bulls fan. And I went over to watch the game. And I think they ended up losing the game. I want to say they were playing like the Pistons or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, But You know, last season we were going into the end of the year with a lot of optimism. I felt like two years ago at the All Star break being in first place. um, Obviously, Zach getting hurt down the stretch Mm -hmm. um, affected the season. And then, you know, last year was I'm a White Sox fan and a Cub fan for that matter, but I uh, had transitioned from a severely disappointing baseball season into a severely disappointing (laughs) NBA season um the gotten, curse. yeah exactly and i i had gone over to watch the game and when it was over everyone was kind of hanging out and this guy max miller a, a guy who lives in the neighborhood put on uh one of the other kids who's hanging out there uh his his band football head and my initial thought was man what a stupid name <laughs> uh and he put the tune on and like at first i was like oh this feels like you know right up the middle nineties nostalgia. But then by like the second verse, I was like, Oh, there's something kind of like not a serve or something going on here. So I ended up like staying out late and kind of following this kid around, picking his brain a little bit. <laughs> and we went to this bar, Vice, on, uh, yeah. on, on Belmont right by my house. And, um, he's saying the sweetness by Jimmy Eat world karaoke. And then he oh, did sweet. my sacrifice by creed. <laughs> Um, and unbeknownst to me that was sort of like the blueprint for football (laughs) and sort of like butt rock meets emo and
2: hilarious
3: um,
1: yeah like kind of this younger mindset of like no um no rules barred and no holds barred no rules and just make music that feels good and so yeah I mean to answer your question I mean I've been listening to a lot of new I mean he's churning out songs left and right so I'm trying Mm -hmm. to you know, guide them towards uh, the promised land as much as I can, you right. know, while also admitting that I know very little. Um, but yeah, that's kind of opened up the doors to this whole new wave of, I almost feel like it does it an injustice to call it emo, but I feel like that's just the part of me that's jaded from years <laughs> in the business. Like um, I do, it reminds me of when emo felt like a really exciting beautiful thing in my life like when it was Vagrant Records and mm-hmm. um, I feel like there's this new wave of like sort of pretending like the moment when I got into being in successful emo bands it's almost as if somebody like erased that moment and like it's picking up and I'm not, I am not—I don't mean that in self deprecating no, way sure. but I think there was sort of like a swing for the fences in terms of mainstream culture that was happening yeah. right then and, and I think that the swagger of Adam Lazara had kind of trickled into some of the the bands, certainly mine. Um, and I feel like there's kind of this new wave of bands that are sort of like picking up where Vagrant and some of those labels yeah. like left off when their thing sort of got derailed by, like I guess, the mainstream sure. names that you hear. And so that's really exciting to me because that moment was really pure and special for me. Yeah. Um, And so it's cool that, you know, 35 instead of 15 to get to like revisit some of that. So I've been listening to so many bands that are adjacent to that, not only because I like them, but also trying to better understand the landscape in Mm -hmm. which I'm trying to break um, the two artists that I'm kind of working closely with, Snow Snowell and Football Head. trying to like navigate that so i've been listening to a lot of like anxious yeah uh super bloom um, super heaven yeah daisy enum claw um just really trying to like absorb that um slow joy there's there's a lot of bands that are like um doing their own unique thing and that's kind of why i compare it to that early emo stuff where even when the Academy is was first started to tour, we would like, we would go out with armor for sleep, who I feel like football heads kind of like adjacent to in, in some way. And then like the snake, the cross, the crown, who <laughs> I felt like was like, they were like more similar to like the arcade fire, right? Than, you know, drive through records or something like yeah. that. You know? So um, I felt like there was a lot of ambition in a scene that sort of became the new hair metal. Um, mm unwittingly or maybe <laughs> maybe just unwittingly to us you know but um, so it's really exciting and it's also yeah. just an, an appreciation for like just bands with guitars you know during the pandemic I'd kind of gotten really into like finger style country some people want to call it folk I just call it all country Sure. Um, and I just kind of tapped out of contemporary music and was really into just this sort of tumbleweed kind of music and i think that's just where my mindset was in the pandemic or it was kind of this lonesome drifter sound i feel
0: like we all have waves yeah like i'm a big fan of gregory ellen iskov i don't know if you listen to him like yeah yeah yeah, absolutely um yeah you know we all have like kind of phases of what we're into yeah um but yeah i mean when it comes to what you're talking about with with football head and It is uh, you even addressed it yourself. It is interesting that call it waves of emo or whatever you want to call it, but like it is, you know, you have these waves that keep coming back around, and and I feel like you're right. Like this football head does kind of echo the era that you were playing in with the academy is, and it's really interesting to see that come around again.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's echoing the moment that drove us to want to be a part of it. Not yeah, necessarily echoing the part that we were a part of i think like things shift so fast you know especially yeah. when you know like around the time our first record came out i feel like there was a huge shift in that scene um even just just predating us you know with yellow card being on yeah. trl and screaming of is kind of becoming like an actual mainstream hit and then war all the time and the artist in the ambulance and then mm-hmm. the major label chase for the next big band and that sort of thing started to occur whereas i mean when the academy has started i can vividly remember a conversation of we're going to be as big as fair weather you know and, <laughs> and that was that was like we just wanted to be fair weather and like i think 99 percent of the academy's audience would be like "Well, who
0: yeah that, that's um, super ad- admirable uh comparison <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's just what we wanted to be yeah right? and i think I think we were able to recognize that there was an opportunity for something bigger than that, and and sure. the writing sort of shifted on the debut for Feel by Ramen, um, and we were kind of pulling from influences that you weren't hearing all the time in the scene. You know, there's there's songs on Almost Here that are directly derived from Third Eye Blind songs on Out of the yeah. Vein, and like stuff that no one in the emo scene would have admitted at that point in time they totally. we were influenced by. I mean, I remember it wasn't cool that I liked the Smashing Pumpkins as much as I do. Um, and so I kind of, you, there there's a lot more like nose in the air, sort of like clout chasing. Whereas I feel like right now with this wave of bands, it's just like really lean into your influences and enjoy what you like. I mean, when I met this kid, Ryan, the football head, it was like, so what are your influences? And he's like, Tom DeLong And I'm like, what like <laughs> i didn't expect him to say that i expected him to be like i don't know the jesus and mary chain or something, right you know, right like um My with who I love, you know? yeah exactly i mean i love all those bands but yeah. like it was cool to have like a very earnest answer come from him of like yeah i'm you know i was like well people are saying this sounds like home or super drag and he's like yeah well those bands are cool too yeah yeah but well, i like the, tom long you know
0: right i mean it's like a it is a, a generational thing right now and and what you were talking about with the echoing back to it's 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 multiple levels because you have guys like football head these bands like very earnestly sounding like this but pop music is doing it too where you have olivia rodrigo sounding like paramore and and stuff so <laughs> yeah you're getting both ends of like kind of the Academy's career a little bit
1: yeah and it's cool i mean speaking of olivia rodrigo you know her songs are written by you know an, an emo star yeah. you know so it's uh it's interesting to me in the 20 years that i've been kind of navigating this stuff how much of it stems from a group of people that were like warp tour adjacent yeah. you know i um even when i was playing with carly ray jeffson you know like she would come in and be like oh well the president of my label john janik you know and it's like well i go way back with him right or you know i got this new a&r guy sam Reback, and it's like well yeah i know him from then and he kind of hit it big with death cat for plans record and like um i feel like that wave of of music kind of set up the next 20 years of like who was gonna be the tastemakers in music you know you get a guy like johnny minardi who was like a suburban high school buddy and he's bringing a song like dance monkey to the world and it's a massive success you know that it, to the level of like the macarena or something like that you know so it's it's cool and and it's crazy you know to kind of have had a a front row seat to watching these things happen in real time and 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 sort of the ebb and flow of you know there was a moment where johnny was let go from field by ramen and now he runs the whole label you know so it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of you stick around long enough and success finds you you know
0: yeah and I guess uh, one thing I'd I'd like to hear a little more about too is like when you talked about Academias and kind of the, the genesis of it a little bit, it seems like everything happened so fast. Like, do you, do you you elaborate on that a little bit, I guess?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was sort of a right place, right time kind Mm -hmm. of thing. You know, I, prior to forming the Academias was very much like, I mean I was very young. The Academy was formed shortly after my fifteenth birthday. Um but prior to that I had, you know, been going to a lot of shows at this place called Back to the Office in Hoffman mm-hmm. Estates that um, got shut down for serving beer to underage kids and then
0: I think we talked about Knights of Columbus, you know?
1: Yeah, the shows moved over to Knights of Columbus after that, which, you know, I had heard of kind of on the periphery of things, but hadn't been to a show there and then very quickly it kind of became the center of my universe but it had been going on for a while you know mm-hmm. i think it had kind of been more like hardcore which was never quite my thing yeah rise but against I, I, was
0: was playing there a lot
1: yeah absolutely and even bands like uh you know pete went had a band with tim from rise against right. and patrick from fall Out boy played drums in a band called patterson that would play at the knights of columbus and you know the bands that kind of got me excited in the scene first and foremost was a band called logan's loss and they were from downers grove um and they were kind of like ska punk without the horns mm-hmm. maybe adjacent to like slapstick or sure. something that would be on asian man records i just met mike park from asian man records over the weekend for the first time i think he's Completely a basketball fan that. too yeah i could see that for sure yeah i mean, he walked by me at the festival this weekend and I just had to introduce myself and geek out a little on him. Yeah. I mean, that was sort of my launch pad into what the next 20 years of my life would be in one way or another um, and, and counting. Um, but when I started going to Nice to Columbus, that's when things just started to pick up more. You know, the biggest band on the scene at that point in time was Knockout. Um, you know, their drummer is now in the plain white tees, has been mm-hmm. for quite some time, but they were sort of like the kings of the scene. Five oh four plan was probably in second place. Jason Mim. Is that Mikey um, Russell? Yeah, Mikey Russell and, and Nick Schmecka, who, you know, is a super close friend of our band still to this day. Tom Conrad, who would later be in the academy as for a while. Um those were kind of the kings and then the span august premiere that was the first band from the local scene to sign to feel by ramen that kind okay. of opened up that door um but you know i went cuz bill from academy was playing as remember maine um which oh, everyone yeah. at record everyone at record breakers would call him billboard confessional <laughs> um because it was everything was an open D. Okay. Very, yeah. very sad boy. But, you know, for a high school kid, pretty good. I mean, there weren't a lot of high school kids I knew that were writing in Open D and these kind sure. of like. And so he was onto something. And, you know, I, I had met him when I was in the eighth grade. He had started up like kind of an Asian Man Records type band with my older brother. Mm-hmm. Um my older brother the extent of punk rock he was into was like the bloodhound gang and like <laughs> SR 71 or something.
0: Alien Farm.
1: Yeah. Like that kind of, you know, more like the radio stuff. Yeah. Um, Blink of course. But yeah. Um, the singer of that band, they, they didn't have a drummer and they were just kind of starting to write songs in our basement. And the singer, this kid Trevor, he, he came in and said there was a new kid on the school bus from Elk Grove who <sighs> Um, played the drums and so they brought him over we had a drum kit um and he he came over and he put a kick drum head on it that had all these stickers on it and it was like skank and pickle MU 330 the honor system the lawrence arms Mm -hmm. uh and i didn't know what any of it was (laughs) but it was like just the most beautiful thing i had ever seen like it was something i didn't understand but it was like it felt so interesting sure. you know i mean what i was listening to at that point in time was probably like deftones incubus which again bands who that, wasn't, like, would yeah. be really lame to say that yeah you're into, but, deftones but is now, awesome but, right but now like the, the i mean i think the deftones navigated the transition from yeah. metal into their own thing really well and i think they were also really influential on on some heavy hitters and emo but um i took a lot of flack from the punk rock kids i knew for playing a Warwick bass and slapping and being really into (laughs) Incubus and 311. But they were playing together and then eventually you know, I was playing in sort of like a funk band, like a Mr. Bongle Incubus kind of thing. And uh, eventually my band broke up because Bill Beckett started writing songs and playing bass. So they got a new drummer Mm -hmm. and he became the new singer of their band. Um, And my band broke up because every time we try to practice, Bill would have taken off with my bass <laughs> to go do whatever they were doing. And mm-hmm. um he had come over and downloaded a bunch of music onto our Napster or maybe it had just lime wire and had maybe just gotten oh, yeah. in there. But but it was that moment in music, like two thousand um late two thousand and It was the summer I was about to go into high school and he had downloaded Rockston and Choose Magic by Saves the Day, uh, You're Dead by Alkaline Trio and Radio, um, Reggie and the Full Effect Girl, Why'd You Run Away? Um, There were just a handful of songs from that scene that found their way onto my computer, but I completely immersed myself and kept downloading everything I could find and getting totally. on the internet in that early moment. So by the time I got to high school, I, I had gotten a Saves of the Day t-shirt and I went to school and Bill and I were both wearing the same Saves the Day <laughs> shirt on my first day of high school and, and we just kind of became friends. Actually, I remember the first time I really talked to him was on 9-11. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, we were... Second period gym class or maybe it was third period gym class, and they kind of canceled the day for us just to yeah. like. I don't think anyone knew what to do, so we were kind of just sitting there, and Bill and I kind of struck up a conversation about bands. And I think there wasn't a day after that that we didn't talk music and yeah. kind of. Uh, I think "Stay What You Are" had just come out, and he gave me that, and that just completely blew the lid off of everything for me because it was an actual good record. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that with any condescension to the other things that I mentioned. And through being cool is certainly a great record. But totally. Day What You Are was just a complete even to this day, you know, I just watched them at When We were Young this weekend and they completely surpassed my expectations. You know, I not in any sort of uh, you know I don't mean this as an insult but of i don't course. think i've really i don't think i've really dug in on a record since in reverie um and they yeah. played everything you would want to hear like the set list was just perfect and it sounded great and i didn't even care that it wasn't evan domico on bass so whoever they sure. have is just killing it
0: i feel like and, at your funeral was like the first song that really like kind of entered my head and like wouldn't leave and i felt like really yeah. cool listening to it you know
1: yeah i mean it I, at that point, I don't think I had heard bands that were sort of like, had elements of Americana in their humor music, you know, and so from that point on, it was like Vagrant Everything, the Anniversary, KOFAX I was super into, and like all these...
0: Speaking of, uh, Josh Berwinger, a former podcast guest...
1: I saw, yeah, I I, I saw, I have have a funny story, the one time that I've met him, I'll have to get into (laughs) Um he he actually came to it when I was playing in Say Anything, he came to a show and we were like drinking beers. I don't I don't think I was drinking because I when I when I was in my own band, I would drink heavily before I played, but sure. as soon as I became a hired gun, it was a different <laughs> level of professionalism, yeah. especially in a band where I needed maximum dexterity to play the set. Um but we were kind of hanging out on the bus, doing the pre-show ritual, and, and Guns N' Roses came up, and you know, I, I don't feel as passionately about this as I did at the time, but I basically said Guns N' Roses was my least favorite band of all time, <laughs> and then apparently Josh's favorite band of all time is Guns N' Roses, so, funny. And so we kind of got into this heated argument that wasn't meant to be heated, <laughs> and then I went out and I knew that he was from the anniversary and i was a huge fan so i felt kind of embarrassed but i just didn't like guns N' roses and then i went on stage at the beaumont club in kansas city and i had to piss worse than any show in the history of my (laughs) all my years of playing and it was so uncomfortable and like the set two songs in, i was in pain and i had the whole way to go and i had set and josh was just standing there like pissed at me on the side of the stage and (laughs) and I was just having such a hard time. It was honestly like one of the worst shows I've ever played. God. Um, Him and I hit it off after the show anyway, but um, the anniversary was awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, I think right around that time that uh, Stay What You Are came out, there was like that Vagrant Across America tour. And then there was like a sampler that came out and Hot Rod Circuit. I mean, that was such a great label.
0: Absolutely. Um, Yeah.
1: Honestly, I think it was the best of, of the scene i wish that that sort of layered emo sound of on a wire and stay with yeah. you are i mean i think that was it i New think there's Amsterdam's some... worse for the wear i mean totally. that's an awesome record
0: i think there's but some I'm... really special like eras of labels like you mentioned that era of vagrant i think Feel by ramen when you guys were coming up was that i think there's uh, the era of saddle creek that was really interesting um yeah. It, you know there's, Drive through,
1: of course had a big moment exactly
0: there. there's there's like, like you know, communities and a lot of it is obviously location based too you know based on where all the bands and these labels are from but there's some moments in time that really catch you
1: yeah yeah it, and, uh, yeah i had found my way to knights of columbus and it was just the most perfect moment to have found my way there i i went for the first time kind of helping bill out when he was doing a show and um I helped set up before the show started and so I met Abby Valentine who was like the promoter of those shows and um Oh man that, Dave, that, but, game, I, I yeah, that name I remember that name and Sh- it entered Sh- my Shad head for Powell the first time in years and Abby Valentine and from that point on they would let me into shows for free and it just became everything yeah. to me and and you know I'd never done a drug I'd never drank alcohol it was all just this positive <laughs> Great place to be, you know, and and I made all these friends that were positive influences on me. You know, I'm sure my mom was like mortified. I had I was 15. I had 24 year old Pete Wentz picking me up in the yeah, car right. to go to the. Uh, it was like an underpass in in roselle <laughs> that all the punks would hang out at, and you know there was probably some seedy stuff going on, but like for the most part, it was a bunch of people eating root beer and, or drinking root beer and eating sure. like our Ar- Arby's or some crap and and uh just kind of talking to bands and all my high school friends were getting into debauchery and and i was kind of discovering this really positive like um thing that would just shape absolutely everything
0: i feel like that is you know that is definitely a a time in someone's life that i I had the very same thing happen i'm I'm a little bit younger than you not by much but um high school I went to Elk Grove High School. Awesome, man. So yeah, yeah. and you know, I, everyone. I feel like everyone, every high school has people trying. I was trying to do a band. It didn't really work out too well, but I, I feel like there's a lot of attending shows in the area, and there were. I feel like there were just so many bands that were great in in the Chicago area um in in that time like I, I think back to like you know the junior varsity and uh which i actually i, I got tickets to see that spittlefield junior varsity show which i'm excited about when is that that i think it's in it's in naperville which is interesting uh
1: um, yeah, i would go out to naperville
0: yeah and it's uh i think it's early december
1: cool i'll try to make it out to that yeah i'd spoken to mark from spittlefield the other yeah. day he he had asked if I wanted to go to the bulls opener and that's uh, probably why co- he followed me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He, I certainly wanted to go, but while I was in Vegas, uh, my wife and daughter both got very, very sick. And yeah. having just gotten home, I felt like it was probably not the guy, uh, the nice dad thing to do to totally put, put my basketball needs first. <laughs> um, I actually missed the game last night. I, was putting my daughter down to bed and recorded the start and when she was finally asleep i i started the game and then like in the second i got a notification by the score app on my phone of the final score mm. and it yep. was so just dis- it was a disappointing score it was, so i just i just turned the game off
0: it was close for so long and then
1: yeah that's that's what i mean the Bulls you know, the Oklahoma let's talk basketball teams. then yeah yeah for sure i mean i can get off on a tangent about any topic so feel free to reel me in at any time um totally especially when it comes to the local scene in that era i definitely uh you know i i did some extensive interviews for that that book that chris Payne came out with yeah oh, cool. um where are your boys tonight that's been doing pretty well awesome um, that billy corgan uh posted about saying why is there no mention of the smashing pumpkins and, <laughs> and, and, what are you talking about because not uh, even the same thing but <laughs> yeah i mean trust me i talk about the pumpkins any chance i get yeah, and absolutely. just and didn't seem applicable in the book. <laughs> yeah you know? but uh yeah it uh basketball man yeah i mean that was my dream job until i uh realized that was no good and then Bass guitar was easier. That, that's that's how it <laughs>
0: happens. I feel like everyone that comes on my podcast is like you're always like playing basketball and then at a certain point you're like, it's not cutting it. We're making the switch. Um But you know, there is I mean I feel like there is an interesting segue of something recently that obviously people couldn't stop talking about, and that was the emo Jimmy Butler thing. He's
1: great. You know, <laughs> what you a kinda, guy. I kinda had a moment where I really didn't like him. because of the the timberwolves stuff yeah you know and and it's a player's league and i can understand when you're unhappy with your situation wanting out of it but you know i'm also of the mind that when you're making you know millions and millions of dollars to play a game and the rest of us are toiling away in corporate america or or even worse retailer you know something um it's a little bit not. It's not my favorite thing when, yeah. when what's going on with James Harden right now is just absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, what are you doing? The Sixers are a legitimate contender, and you are making it worse.
0: What's well, today? You, know, they, do you, uh, do you want your yeah? What what happened? You, they're losing to the to freak time. So
1: yeah, is that right? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, I saw something they like uninvited him to traveling with the team or something. I mean, but you, he brought that on himself. I mean, there was a moment where I was kind of like, and I don't like James Harden very much. I sure. Obviously, I mean, the obviously there's stats, and he's a very good player. But uh, like, yeah. you know, he's not somebody that I would be gunning for the Bulls to get because I think there's just something toxic about him. Yeah, I agree. What, and you know, I think if it was like Zach and Pat Williams to the Sixers for Harden, I might entertain the idea <laughs> or something. Right,
3: like
1: that. Yeah. But But. Uh, I don't know that that's the solution and I don't necessarily want to be a team that transplants superstars. You know, we've seen a lot of that Mm -hmm. or at least not that type of superstar. You know, I certainly would have been happy to get Damian Lillard. Of course. Um, Somebody that's put in their time with a specific team and then comes over, not a guy who's just chasing Opportunity, you know, and and like Durant or something like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I probably would love to see him in a one. But definitely. Um, yeah. but yeah, Butler, the emo Jimmy Butler thing. I mean, it's been fun, especially like as somebody who does the grid, you know, when when you put in his name in and, and I never play him, it's too the rarity score on a Jimmy Butler is not oh, very yeah. good. Um but it uh in the ESPN fantasy irritating. leagues,
0: he's gonna be there all season
1: yeah is that right is it too late to join or is it already
0: it's we drafted man it's already happened
1: i was talking to the guys and they were like i don't think you have the commitment level to (laughs) to make it happen i mean it's uh i have a hard time doing fantasy football with some of my my buddies from my from my day job um i'm i'm share the same record as the or no i guess the chicago bears have won one more game
0: now than i have um, oh boy
1: but yeah, the basketball season has started. You know, I, I think it's, it's so funny. As, as a Chicago sports fan, it's so funny the small sample size that we get and the negativity that pours in. Oh god! Um, I mean, yeah. everyone is saying the, the Bulls are terrible. Why would we even suffer mm-hmm. through this? And it's like, well, come on now. I mean, on paper, they're not necessarily different than the team that we loved loved two seasons ago, or even last season. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm going to be watching, you know. Yeah, like, I'll
0: definitely be watching. Yeah, and I, I, do think, I
1: think they're the championship favorite. Of course not, you know. But do look I think at they change... Diamondbacks right now. Yeah. You know?
0: True, true. But yeah. do I think they changed anything really since last season? And I don't know if you saw that Zach Levine called the team meeting after Game One. <laughs> it's yeah, like well,
1: good. He should. Yeah. But yeah. He's a leader. It's yeah. what The White Sox lack is any sort of leader, Oof. you know, and and and. A, you know, the bulls do need that. And I think that's been part of their identity struggle is, sure. is, is not really knowing if I'm sure in that locker room, it's who's the leader here, DeMar or Zach. Yeah. Because yeah. I think two years ago, I think DeMar really showed that he came to play. And then last year I felt like neither one of them quite ran with it. And it was sort of the situation we had late and like Derek Rose and Jimmy together where it was True. like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, so i mean i have optimism i'm certainly gonna watch i mean the nba is fun because the other teams are fun and you can watch games just to kind of be a part of the dialogue and i um, think when it
0: comes to you know professional sports i mean obviously football all, all games are national games but i love nba national games they're just you know nba on tnt there's nothing like it you know
1: Yeah, nothing like when the Bulls get completely embarrassed on national TV. We we we
0: only had like two games this year or something like that. I feel like we're not getting a lot of uh, national games. We kind of lost
1: that that opportunity. I think like two – after the season we had two years ago, I felt like they were going to get more primetime, Christmas, things like that. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of you know – they've just taken themselves out of contention. Even though they have some great players and promise. I mean, they have three all-stars essentially. Yeah.
0: So this season, who uh, outside of the Bulls, what 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 big expectations are you saying? Like, who do you think is going to break out? Uh, Any sort of things to look forward to this season?
1: As far as breakout goes, I kind of would think that OKC is actually going to be a team to watch. You know, I think that.
0: Yeah. Um. Shea picked up right where he left off.
1: Yeah, I mean he's. I saw something recently where there was like a ranking of players and I saw him like in the top five or something like that. And I was like, whoa. Like, I just, I think OKC as a team post Durant, Harden, and Westbrook has kind of just fallen off my radar. Yeah. Um, But I will say, as like, as just like a pure fan of the league, they do, for like a very new team, they do have a pretty cool identity the name thunder is not that cool but those those like bright blue that color blue they wear just has this feel to it like (laughs) and it sounds so lame but like that was sort of what drove me to be a sports fan was sort of like like i'm not really into fashion or anything like that but there was something about the uniform that i always just was drawn to and the logo and (laughs) um i think it's part of what Made me a sports fan, and it's also part of like why I can remember player movement so well.
0: Oh yeah, it's
2: like
1: well, there's something the, about
0: the '90s, you know. That's that's like so interlinked of yeah the, the fashion and like those jerseys, like the greatest era of you know sports jerseys and things like that.
1: Yeah, so- I remember the only time I've ever met Nate from the format and the fun and all that. Uh, he revealed that he's like a big raptors fan and i was like well that's surprising. an interesting thing." yeah, yeah i was like that's interesting and he was like it's those purple uniforms <laughs>
2: yeah
1: and like it's funny because those are kind of looked down on as like some of the uglier uniforms and i thought they were so cool
2: yeah
1: you know mighty mouse and like um i mean i thought that that look was super cool i mean i even thought Definitely. the teal pistons uniforms were kind of cool so those, it's like
0: uh vancouver grizzlies jerseys are great too
1: awesome yeah awesome and I'm love, glad the
0: the Memphis Grizzlies brought them back as throwbacks.
1: Yeah, I think it's super cool, and I love that like Pacific Northwest uh, sleeve rim that even the Memphis totally. Grizzlies put on. I think it's a cool tribute to Timberwolves had the
0: the trees. Too. I love
1: that. Yeah. yeah, that's like I actually saw something on the internet today. It was like ranking Timberwolves uniforms <laughs> or something, and I was looking at that, and there was one from like maybe a couple years ago. There might have been a city edition, but it was like a throwback with like. A brighter blue color Mm -hmm. and some texture on it but it had those sleeves and like totally i mean that's a look you know that's a winning look i personally think in the nba like if you're not going to win a championship unless you look like it (laughs) and i stand by that i mean the nuggets have had some pretty bad looks and i feel like they finally got back to a, a pretty good place and uh paying tribute to like their 90s look and right. they also have that like multi-colored kind of Roy G. Bibb thing going on and like mm-hmm. uh they like I, I love it i mean i don't know what's going on with the utah jazz neon yellow thing um i i think those perp, just the plain purple uniform john stockton era right is one of the, the best looking uniforms in the nba history and i think yeah, I mean,
0: they brought those back to this year as a city edition yeah. throwback or yeah. something but well, why
1: yeah. is that the city edition uh, yeah you know, i actually thought they were getting onto something with like the orange and like uh it wasn't like the pure orange uniform i didn't like that one it was the one that was like kind of just incorporated orange into this like dark purple hue thing mm-hmm. like it reminded me of like going to Bryce Canyon or something like it. it
0: Very national uh, park feeling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It looked kind of like Utah, you know And I thought it mm-hmm. was, I thought they were onto something Then out of nowhere, they're like neon. Yeah. It like, it like called to that, like Atlanta Hawks, uh-huh. like 3d court oh, thing yeah. they were doing. Like, and I did like hate that. The Atlanta Hawks like,
0: triangles on the Jersey hated that.
1: Yeah. It was just like, I mean, I think at that point the Hawks had to try something, you know, it's yeah. like, um, but yeah, man, basketball's back. It's exciting. Baseball's been—I mean, I, I have to admit, I'm a bigger baseball guy, um, mostly because Ken Burns made a film about it. You know, and like mm-hmm. if he did that for basketball, I think I would, would
3: just up <laughs> yeah. my romanticism
1: for it. But um, I'm just big into like that sort of U.S. history stuff. And um, there was a year where I was on tour that I just had like the DVD player in my bunk, just constantly had Ken Burns baseball on. Totally. Um, but i'm kind of getting disillusioned by it just because chicago is upsetting me and <laughs> uh and so when i started playing in this football head band, they are so nba obsessed oh, awesome. that like that it's kind of brought me back into the fold and you know they put me on the grid maybe like two three months ago and i mm-hmm. haven't like missed a day um
0: dude speaking of should we just do one right now
1: Sure. So, yeah. I mean, I might suck. You know, I usually so do it first thing in the morning. But the yeah. good
0: thing is, uh, we're gonna do hoop grids, not immaculate grid, because okay. hoop grids you can just keep you can keep throwing them out, which
1: might even be more embarrassing. Like <laughs> if I can't pull some depth, you know.
0: Let's let's try it out though. You never know.
1: Yeah, I, I'm into it.
0: And we will. We'll try it. We'll try to be quick okay, with it. Okay, we got and a
1: bulls row. That's right. that's already a <laughs> gimme.
0: You know, like I mean, bulls bowls...
1: rockets. That's a tough one. Okay, I got this.
0: I'll, I'll give you the, the first go ahead.
1: OK. Oh, so we take turns.
0: Yeah, sure. Let's do that.
1: Is that how we do it? OK. Yeah. Um. Bulls, calves. I'm going to go Ron Harper. Oh,
0: love it. Gold, I'll take it. That's take why it. I like this yeah. one is you, you get that that visual uh, <laughs> like uh, benefit of like, oh, man it's diamond it feels good
1: yeah how could they not have a photo of ron harper i don't
0: no one has photos in these for some reason like there's very few people who have photos um yeah god bulls rockets i mean bulls 25 points per game oh you know what did bob sura play for both nope he did not okay All right. But that's you can keep guessing though. That's why I like it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bulls Rockets, Tabo Cephalosha.
2: Ooh.
0: Speaking of thunder. <laughs> there, there you go. go. One one for one percent. We got it. Uh I will go with this one. I mean, I hate to just like it's not gonna be very high. Um Pippin. Two.
1: You know, yeah, pretty good actually. Yeah. I would think Ben Gordon might have like a pretty, but it's it's so interesting with this because sometimes there's less famous guys, but like oh, recency man. bias. Kind of, I just
0: I just misread it. It's a single twenty five point game.
1: Oh wow, twenty five point so, gap game. Okay, that's so a
0: totally. We we have to re, we have to redo that one because yeah, we it's can like get Thad, better. Thaddeus. Totally. I mean, like, who, did
1: Thaddeus score twenty five plus or is Thad like, Young? Is that? Yeah, I feel like he did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> what is this color behind him?
0: So that's that's I think diamond, and then there's one more even okay. below it. If you get under point zero one, like one, basically, it's like okay, it's so we'll it's a playing. galaxy. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, uh, we'll go Celtics, um Rockets. I'm gonna go with Tice. Daniel that is say his name? No,
0: yeah, silver. Okay. okay, so
1: he's silver. All right,
0: that's fine. Uh, Rockets, was, one per game per season. Um,
1: a block, one plus block per game season?
0: No, Sangoon hasn't done it yet, huh? I'm going to go. What did it say for Rockets? I don't want to say a one, you nope. know?
1: It wasn't like Kenny Williams?
0: Kenny Williams? Hmm. No. Think of you're thinking of White socks GM.
1: <laughs> no, uh,
0: How about this one?
1: Dan, this is nice when you don't lose a pick. Like you can oh, just yeah. kind of keep going. Yeah, oh, Vazquez, too obvious. Course. I picked him on some stat line recently on on the immaculate grid, and and he completely let me down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what about for Cavs Anderson verja You think that's a lower score? Yeah. Okay. Comparable. Still not great. What about Sean Kemp?
0: There you go. Mike is on there. Cause I think you with this one too, you can there we go. Gold. Like the one block per game doesn't have to be with the Cavs. Okay. So you get some you get some range. It's like I like this because it's so open. Oh, because
1: it's its own column.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So 25 point game and one block for season. Yeah. There could be so many people. Yeah. How about um artist Gilmore yeah bam
1: <laughs> god what a photo
0: yeah amazing
1: he's so cool I, I, I love in winning time there was like a clip of them kind of I think it was like a montage of the Lakers on the road and there was like clearly an artist Gilmore totally like like not a not a actual character in the show but just some open casting call for a guy that looks like artist Gilmore god, yeah what an amazing um
0: you know who i think might have had a 20 point game eddie, eddie house right he was in the celtics I can see that. Yeah,
1: there you go um all right so Cavs celtics is
0: killing celtics.
1: me shack
0: yeah yes <laughs> late late career shack
1: for both <laughs> okay so yeah everyone's on it's that. something
0: so that's the thing too is now we only have one left so like it's gonna lock it in if we get that last okay, box so we right. Unless we, okay. unless we want to improve
1: some others, we could just yeah, go can for that last some. one. we can improve some. we have Celtics. Um,
0: you know what? Did, did we,
1: not a lot of not a lot of crossover with that, right?
0: Yeah, I, I was I was like convinced that Bob Sura did, but I'm mistaken. Um, that's a tough one.
1: Chauncey. No, Jonathan didn't play for the Cavs, I'm making it. Yeah, yeah. I was picturing Ben Wallace in about- the Cavs uniform. It's Cassell. All
0: right. That's an there improvement. I'll take I'll take golds. Absolutely, yeah. I'll take golds.
1: Golds are good. Golds and diamonds. Um wait, so this that bottom corner doesn't have to have played for the Rockets or it does?
0: Uh the bottom right is is a Rockets player with one block per game. With one block per game. Okay. Got it. So, I'm Uh trying not to think of Matumbo or Elijah Wan.
1: Pat Riley.
0: Pat Riley, you think of one lot? Is he a big man like that?
1: No, but. (laughs) never one? No, no blocks? Well,
0: like averaging a block.
1: Averaging a block. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because it says
1: five a season. Yeah. Yeah, I got thrown off by the 25 point game. Mm. Yeah, I don't think Pat Riley was averaging blocks. I just love that he played for the San Diego Rockets. Yeah. With their green uniforms, kind of right. like. Um I mean, I mean
0: Barkley probably did. Um what about Channing Fry? Yeah, that's a good
1: question. Let's see. I just pulled him in the Immaculate nope. Grid. nope So if we whatever we guess here is gonna end it, right?
0: It is. That's why, you know, if we're really stumped, we can throw them like Matumbo
1: in there, you know. Yeah, there's gotta be something better. That, like obviously we don't want Yao. Yeah. We don't Yeah. Um
0: I'm trying to think of people who have also played for the Rockets for like a season.
1: Yeah, it's there's like a weird lack of player movement that I remember mm-hmm. I guess like for a championship, for the only other team that really won championships in the nineties, uh, there's a lot of like forgettable people that came through.
0: I wonder, do you think Ariza had a block game? I, I doubt. Di- I
1: doubt it was that much. I don't know about a no. game. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's got to be a true big.
1: Yeah, I feel that's like why they I was concerned- so. They were so dominated by their big men that maybe it's Tice.
0: That's true. We we did eliminate him elsewhere. There it is. Yep. And it's a diamond. diamond. <laughs> Got it. Love it. Pretty good. Better than 61% of grids, I'll take it. All right, love it.
1: Yeah, man. I think this went better than I thought it would. I was totally. Like, I was like just thinking of the, the grief that I'd catch from from my bandmates right. if I if I came on here and was like <laughs> yeah
0: if i if i sit with this it'll, i'll sit with this on my phone for like an hour and i'll just like That's be good. watching I mean, tv and i'll just be like oh how about this one
1: i'm gonna have to do this with the guys too because every day we finish the grid and we're like we need more grid mm-hmm. the um, rarity
0: score is great and you know what you can go back and play old ones
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty good yeah they, they do that on the immaculate grid too right. like, i was shocked when they invited me to participate that like <laughs> Cause I don't really have like the recency bias stuff on mine. Like I, I do better with modern guys than I thought I would, but like my polls are like supersonics and like, like I'm always just like Chris Cammon, boom. Yeah. I love a good mid two thousands player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like straight up nineties or like Mm -hmm. what I love to do is like read up on like the coach's playing career. And stuff like that where totally. i'm just like Mike Doc, Dunleavy, Doc rivers that, yeah mike Dunleavy senior uh-huh vinny del negro <laughs> he, oh then, you know. <laughs> vinny's vinny's
0: great he can play a lot of places
1: yeah yeah like there's always scott skiles on like the assist stats and stuff like that yeah i feel um, like ever
0: since these these grid games started getting popular it's it's really had me become it made me want to be like a, a historian and like learn more people and I've discovered some really random players that like I had no idea existed. Like there's a guy, Jeff Ruland from like the eighties and nineties who played for the bullets and he just looks like the
1: guy that kind of looks like a banker. Absolutely. He has a mustache, least athletic player. (laughs) Yeah. He's been like ridiculed in memes and stuff. And then I think people are basically commenting saying like the era he played in, like that means that like you Know he would basically like shred all over, like <laughs> you know, the modern NBA, and it's probably yeah. true, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, um,
0: I mean, you also yeah. think that people say the same things about baseball, too. That Babe Ruth played against uh, you know, construction workers, and
1: <laughs> he did, right? But yeah, some of those guys probably had more grit than some of these mm-hmm. multi you know, right? Uh, General Soreness, Derek Rose, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um,
0: so as as far as this season, I mean, are you you trying to get out some games. How, how many games do you usually get to for Bulls?
1: Um Not as many as I would like. Yeah, just due to the ticket cost, you know, and you know, I, I, I'll probably go out this year. My wife's a yoga teacher and and some of her clients have some pretty good hookups there. Nice. like she has, and uh last year on my birthday, I got court for <laughs> uh Bulls jazz. Oh, Which like, you know, not, not the top team I would have picked, you know. <laughs> they were wearing their neon uniforms. Um, or Fair. I guess it was like the black ones with the yeah, neon yeah. honors and like, they actually didn't look as bad in person as as I thought they would, but um Mark and him just looked unbelievable. Our old pal. And, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's disappointing just because I didn't like him. Same and to see him playing well, like I think he would have a really cool role on this lineup. Um
0: thanks a lot, Boylan.
1: Yeah. It's God, boy, <laughs> It's nice that like when these things end, they're over, Yeah, know? like, I mean, I know Billy Donovan is a little bit of like, you know, we'll see how this goes this year. I think he might be on the chopping block, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, this season I'll probably try to get out to like around like five games or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I think the NBA is just getting to a place where it's like a little more spread out. Like the average, like there's not as many just complete duds of teams. Like, yeah. Um, I try to avoid ever going to see the bulls play the magic because they always destroy us. Even and they look pretty like the fun this year too. Yeah. I mean, I think they're probably going to be better than the bulls. Yeah. And they, they always seem to play better, even right. in the worst of times. And like, uh, I love playing Wendell for, like, uh, <laughs> rebound stats and stuff like that. Like, um, I mean, he's – I like him too. You know, it's it's a shame you can't hold on to guys forever. Know. You know, it's a – but, you know, I think the league as a whole is a lot more, like, spread out. Like, I, it's hard to – like, I'm trying to think, who is the lamest team in the NBA this season?
0: Uh, the – that is tough because even like the Spurs, like they have won me now. So it's like, that's yeah, not like lane. I want to go.
1: So that's one of the games I want to go to. Yeah. You know, that's like, um, and it's like a, he, maybe a winnable game for the Bulls. Right. But I would still get to see like, uh, that's always like what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um,
0: is is it the Nets? Like,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you're to something there. I think the, Nets are the, one-
0: the only reason they really made the playoffs last year was because of all the work that KD did and Kyrie early did early on. in the season. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think the Nets are lame. The Rockets are pretty lame. But But, even then there's there's youth.
0: There's interesting youth to watch out for there. I think Pacers are they got Tyrese, like every team has someone that's fun to watch.
1: Yeah, like the Magic are typically like I'd probably say the doormat of the nba and they're they're pretty good and i'm not afraid um, of them yeah
0: and i mean that's probably why i think it's becoming more clear that an expansion is is going to happen and that we'll probably get seattle and vegas back in the mix
1: yeah and i would like to i I think that'd be great you know i think uh, just coming from vegas this past week like i know they're talking about bringing the oakland a's there and like Mm -hmm. part of me thinks that baseball is not as good of a sport for vegas just one, it'd have to be an indoor stadium, which is always yeah. not my favorite thing. Two, like the pace of a baseball game just doesn't feel like Vegas to me. True. Um true. I think they would they would be better to expand into like a Portland or a Nashville. Absolutely. Um, or even Montreal.
0: Or Charlotte. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, like I, I think as far as the NBA goes, Vegas would be awesome. Absolutely. You know, I think They're already doing so, so much there. Yeah, and I, I think for travelers like because the NBA is getting better it's spread out, like if I were in Vegas, I'd go to any NBA matchup and just mm-hmm. like put some money on the game and go have fun and like it's such a star driven event, you know, yeah, um, and it always has been like that was it was so fun watching winning time for that factor, like Nicholson and I love when there's like during the heyday of the academy is like I wanted more than anything to let it be known that I was like a diehard bulls fan. And like whatever, whatever I could do to be affiliated with the bulls, you know, I've never quite took, I don't think the band got big enough, but like, uh, I would wore like bulls, jerseys, talk bulls constantly. Um, like Nicholson, Spike Lee, I guess, Billy Crystal for the Clippers. <laughs> to but there, are, extent.
0: there are also bands and, and just musicians in general who are, have kind of become synonymous with teams portugal man is is very much laser country yeah
1: yeah which you know it isn't quite fair being from alaska yeah right right (laughs) but uh fair but yeah they um you know the the blazers are so cool too they're they're probably one of the worst teams in the league this year given the changes and stuff but
0: as far as also like like, sled celebrities who like a team there's so many cool people who like the blazers
1: for sure and they just have like a cool history i mean yeah when when like your most legendary player is bill walton i think (laughs) you're like you're onto something Uh maybe it's clyde drexler but like bill bill walton is very much like an icon of the blazers and like and you get the jail blazers and cliff robinson i mean there was that's a fun team i feel like the current grizzlies are kind of tapping into the feeling of the jailblazers a little bit
0: oh i i think it's the hornets
1: yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, i think that's definitely true Hornets. there you go that's the worst team in my memory that's the worst team easily yeah just a train wreck situation down there and like yeah I i think you're right i think the hornets are definitely uh it's a bummer that lonzo's like not really ever going to play for the Bulls, I think. But I know. Um, I thought it was a big slap in the face that press conference like a month ago where it was like Lonzo in uniform talking. It's like,
0: why why what even do we, that? What yeah.
1: Are we, yeah. What are we doing here? Um, but yeah, it was uh, basically, I'm actually really hoping to see Memphis put up a really good season. Yeah. Just, I mean, Derek Rose, certainly, like, I think he's got to be approaching like the end of his career. And, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see him come back to Chicago, but I'm also kinda happy that he's not. just it's because, a good
0: spot for him to be right now.
1: Yeah, I think it's a. there's a grit to them that I think matches his whole story. Yeah. And I would like to see that story end well. Agreed. Um and, and hopefully so, he can
0: shape Ja a little bit. And,
1: and I like Jaw, you know, yeah. like I think it's an interesting thing, like, you know, not to get any sort of controversy on the podcast or anything like that. But I definitely think that there's a little bit of like, I don't know that what he did was inherently like terrible. Sure. We do have the second amendment in our country and like, I'm certainly not like a big fan of it, but like it does exist. And I just think that if it were like, I don't know, like uh Clayton Kershaw holding a gun and he was duck hunting that there would be no question about it but because it's John ja in a dark room with a gun it's like yep and i get that there's a different context between like a Glock and like a hunting rifle but like i just i don't think that like maybe he should lose sponsorships but i don't think the suspension that he got is It's like justified. half a season, right? Yeah, i don't think it's i don't think it's fair at all. Yeah. Um i think that it honestly, and and I'm not somebody who's just gonna cry like racism, but I just think it's like rooted in like a a, a mindset that like the NBA sort of is looking at him like a thug, and in reality, right. like I mean, yeah, that's you know gangster behavior to go waving guns on TikTok, but like it's also like done the youthful behavior and like yeah, you know, slap him on the wrist and and move on, you know, like I think what Gilbert Arenas did was much much worse having it in the team facility and not that he wasn't punished you know but it just um i don't know i just didn't like the the uproar that was going on with that i was just kind of like and i'm you know i'm not a big fan of guns but i just uh i just felt like there was some undertones in in the way that he was treated for it that
2: sort
1: of like i don't know I think if he was Mike Bibby or something, people wouldn't have reacted the same way just because his appearance is a little less, like, threatening to, like, sure. the marketing of the NBA and, like...
0: That's that's really what it comes down to, is it's all optics and they don't yeah, want... Yeah, and I know. like
1: Jaws optics. I like yeah. that he's, like, he's got this attitude on him, like... His, his
0: dad is, is right there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it's interesting, He's man. doing I think the gritty at half-court. Yeah, it's kind of like built a brand for the Grizzlies in a way. It did. And 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 I like it. And I think that there it represents Memphis in a way that is sort of accurate and rough. And but, you had you know, Dylan like,
0: Brooks who is embracing that villain role despite be, not being a very good player. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And like I thought he was mistreated too. Like I, sure. I, I like like I love when a player defies LeBron James, you know, and, and You need Mike, you need
0: those those like characters in the NBA
1: yeah that's what makes it fun i mean that's what made the 90s so fun Mm -hmm. you know i don't want to see situations like malice at the palace no but but i do love i i kind of like that you can't just like go out there and like hurl insults at the players and expect them not to react um you know i remember there was the thing with noah where he like said some off-kilter stuff to fans and like some
0: stuff with Russ too like where yeah, Russ Russ yeah. had some insults thrown at him, and he responds, you know.
1: Yeah, and like I mean, I when I was young and like still drinking, when Academy was on Atlantic, we we got hooked up with Jay Z's seats for a Nets Bulls game, and I went. It wasn't quite courtside. It was like just beyond behind court, the court, mm-hmm. and I was sitting right behind the Nets bench. Nice, and I. Uh, called Jason Kidd a wife beater to his face. Oh my God. And, and I was full Ben Wallace uniform with like a headband, wristband, shorts, like completely drunk on like 10 beers. And I'm amazed
0: you didn't get kicked out for that.
1: I, I don't think anyone officiating heard me say okay. it. But, uh Mickey Moore.
2: Oh yeah, uh, I remember him.
1: He uh he heard me say it and he Kind of got in my face and put me in my place, and then went off. And like uh, the in the fourth quarter, the Nets like dominated the Bulls (laughs) at the Izod Center when they were still in Jersey. And uh, they like it was an inconsequential late season game, but it was like the most involved in an NBA game that I've ever been in and like, yeah. looking back on it now, I'm like, what was I doing calling Jason Kidd a life beater? And like, yeah. obviously there was some accusations against him, but like as a spectator, like, you know, I don't know let the league and the law figure that out. Like I don't yeah. have to go out there. And, There's and still like,
0: people whatever. like out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah. I just was a diehard bulls fan trying to totally. be heard and like, and talk some shit, but yeah, uh, that was one of the more fun I, I was diehard. I, I went to a lot of goals games between 2006 and I moved away from Chicago in 2010, but like in that four year window, which was such a great window of Chicago basketball, mm-hmm. because, um, the first game back, I hadn't been to a game since like the Jordan era and I went to a playoff game against the heat. Um, the heat ended up winning the finals that year in 2006. Um, but I went to a game and the bulls were like just good enough that it was getting excited again, exciting again. And Dwayne Wade like went off in the game and I got really excited about him as a player. Yeah. And that from that point on, I like just watched basketball religiously again and started going to tons of games when I was home and fell in love with no and, um, and just that whole era watching people come through like Brad Miller, drew good and Ben Wallace, Mm -hmm. uh, i loved
3: cj uh, watson
1: uh, yeah cj watson larry hughes mm-hmm. uh obviously Lou dang and like the core yeah. that team was, was super fun but then all of a sudden noah came and he completely defied expectations because i was kind of a ucla fan at that time i've been spending a lot of time around westwood in la and and uh i Hated Noah from college. And then when he came to the NBA, he like put weight on and put muscle on, and, and like his free throws never looked pretty, but he just had this grit that was reminding me of like Rodman or something. And he became so fun. Yeah. And then when Rose came, it was all of a sudden the Bulls were special. And like, great. I don't think I even realized how special until now when we look back at it. But uh I think the pinnacle for me as a Bulls fan, even more than the 90s, was the Celtics series. Yeah. Um, and where Hiner got shoved
0: of, into the scoreboard
1: yeah and like rose became a national star during that series and i went to that game that was like triple overtime uh ben gordon was hitting all these buzzer mm-hmm. beaters um and it was incredible and i went there was game six i went to it and like in my mind they were on their way to winning a championship and I flew to Italy the next day, and I, I woke up in in Rome. And this was back when the internet was like not as accessible, yeah. and like and watching games online was a lot harder to pull off. But right. um, I woke up in the middle of the night in Rome and watched Game Seven, and they lost to Boston, and it was devastating. Uh, and I think that might have been a year that Boston won the finals. Was that o9? Yeah, did they win in '09? Like I I think Lakers won. It it was the back-to-back years. Yeah, back back-to-back years with the Lakers. I remember 2008. Yeah, 2008 was the year of uh, Lakers magic when Boston couldn't get it done. Yeah, yeah. Um, And the Cavs got bounced too from that, but yeah, that was. I mean, I'll never forget the feeling of being at the United Center when when Ben Gordon was draining those shots and like there was some late game heroics. Nocioni was just amazing. Um, so many it's great good players. Yeah, it was awesome, man. 20,
0: 2010, I was in college and I was just like, man, this is this is amazing.
3: Love it was so
1: game. promising. And then, you know, I remember I, I moved up to Vermont and I was watching games up there when they were in the playoffs. Really loving it. And
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, I'll never forget, you know, in 2012 I was touring with Satan the Thing and I was in Mobile, Alabama on a day off and I was like desperate to get to a TV with the game on. <laughs> as soon as I did the next like within five minutes of getting the T V on Derek Rose tore his ACL. And like I remember that stinking feeling. Yeah. yeah, I think they were what they're playing the Sixers in that mm-hmm. series. And
0: And they were on their way just- to, to win that series, it looked like.
1: Yeah, like everything just looked great, and then, God, I have all these vivid Bulls memories. Like, yeah. uh, I can remember when Rose hit that buzzer beater. Um, I think it was 2013 with Gasol on the team. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the Rose one where that he's ma-
1: not making the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that. Like, I remember I drove to Indianapolis from Chicago for a gig with Carly Rae Jepsen when I was playing with her and and uh i got to my hotel room and and watched the end of that game and it was just (laughs) like to me that felt like the end
0: it was the it was his like uh his swan song a little bit because it's like people had been doubting him already for like a year or so and he showed a little bit of promise there that he's like maybe he's back
1: yeah my bulls fandom sort of like waned a little bit after that Mm. um I was watching a lot of baseball and had some decent years of baseball during that time. Cubs
0: won a world series.
1: Yeah. And it was special, very special. And, and, and uh, I, uh, I was driving around in like a snowstorm in February of 2020, like right before the pandemic and had the bulls on the radio and Kobe white was like going off. Yeah. And I remember being excited again. And like the team was still Denzel was such a, (laughs) <laughs> complete shade of a basketball player, uh, but um, I just that was like I remember like a game I can identify as being like, well, now I'm gonna be paying attention again. Yeah, um, and since then it's been pretty fun. Certainly disappointing at times, but um,
0: it's gonna be an exciting yeah, season.
1: Well, yeah, I, I'll, I'll maintain I, optimism. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I I hate that the Bucks are better than us in every way. Yeah. And winning championships, you know, I think it's crazy that Milwaukee is a better sports town than Chicago. <laughs> really upsets me, but I do love Damian Lillard.
0: Yeah, same.
1: And Giannis is certainly hard to dislike. Yeah. And now that Grayson Allen's gone, I can that's kind very of uh, true. kind of root for the the Bucks a little bit. And
0: well, if if this year doesn't go well, I I fully support a tear down of the Bulls and
1: yeah. It would hurt a little.
0: It would, you know? but you know, that's why I love the NBA. Is like, if my team isn't doing well, I can still love other teams.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. Great. And and uh, but yeah, man, great to connect with you. And absolutely, and, uh, I'd love to have uh, the football headband on here someday if you're down. I mean, I think we could get really deep into the NBA. And <laughs> yeah. um, they also like they play basketball all the time, and, and uh, they play at that court where you did the. Uh, um, but not Camp Dogs. What's the what's the man Rat Boys. The, the Rat Boys, yeah. So, yeah, yeah Uh Camp they,
0: Dogs is but, Mikey Russell again.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh Rat Boys, uh they play over at that court. It's like off Addison by the Target, right? Yep. Yeah, they they said it kind of sucks at that court, but it does, uh, yeah. It's, it's one it's one of the spots they go to i live like right by the avondale park basketball court so there's a lot of basketball that goes on over here and mm-hmm. apparently there used to be a basketball court in the park but the neighborhood petitioned against it i think it was because it's alongside the highway it was like bringing some drug deals and shootings oh, and yeah, things yeah. like that um i have but, a bunch
0: of courts saved on my google maps for future yeah, half court sessions do you play yeah. I, I play every now and then I, I, I yeah. do a, a work league, but like, uh, there's a, there's a place called IndoorHoops.com that does, you can cool. sign up for like, it's like 12 bucks. You're guaranteed to get, it's like 15 max people. So you're rotating every other game. Uh um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's worth it for sure.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, uh, I'm terrible. Yeah. Just absolutely terrible. Uh, I wish I was good. I mean, I tried, I tried so hard. Um, quick question for you who's your favorite player of all time
0: of all time
1: excluding michael jordan
0: yeah i was gonna say that's <laughs> that's an easy question if you think about it. i mean like we just talked about why i love derrick rose and yeah how much of a special time that was yeah it
1: was. um
0: I was, if, I, if i'm picking like a non
1: let's go non-bulls
0: non-bull um yeah something about kd i actually really like and i don't that's yeah, I, I mean, more in the modern world that you know, it does KD. have like a
1: beautiful shot absolutely you know, there's right. something, yeah.
0: there's there's
2: this something game. about
1: his off-the-court persona that
2: <laughs> it's hilarious
1: like, I, I don't hate him you know but it bothers me um
0: kd to me and I've, I've said this many times and even on the podcast i've said it many times that the nba is to me like a lot like pro wrestling mm-hmm. and i feel like kd really that. embodies that yeah He's got his persona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's the it, snake. Cool. The snake is his motif, you know. There's there's a lot there.
1: Yeah, he's he's entertaining for sure. You know, he's always been outspoken and um yeah, of the current like superstars, you know, I definitely I definitely do like him. Yeah. You know, I don't I'm not like somebody that hates LeBron, but I like to cheer against him. I think the only <laughs> time I was ever for him was when they beat the warriors in the finals yeah yeah. i think that was like a good story absolutely but the world seems to have forgotten the letter he penned to cleveland when he came home
2: Mm -hmm. in
1: which he said he'll never leave again yeah and so that was kind of where he really lost me like Mm. you know obviously they wouldn't quite be the team they are now if he had stayed so it's not really like right fair to even compare it but like yeah obviously move
0: for brawny to go to school and get you know better basketball
1: that's what private jets are for when you're an absolute superstar i mean i just thought that the whole thing was a little bit like yeah you know i thought if you're gonna say that you're never gonna leave again and just a couple years later you're gone, you know Mm. just but, you know, that's the business. I, I was somebody that really supported his move to Miami when he yeah, did yeah. it. You know? Interesting. Um, and Not that, many people did. That, I did. I thought it was, uh, you know, I, I thought it was just exciting.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, like, I, I love player movement. It's like, uh, what are the big ones this year? Dame, obviously. Bradley um, Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. That's not that's, like super yeah. huge, but, but like I, I love
0: that the landscape the league just changes so much year to year. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah, it's it's super fun. But yeah, man, but yeah. it's it's been great having you on. It's been great talking basketball. um We'll definitely have to link up at a show sometime soon. Um, we we'll
1: love that. We're playing the empty bottle on the sixteenth. If you're around, it's, it's two, two blocks from room. my
0: apartment. So
1: awesome. Yeah. Well, without telling everyone where you live, you uh, have to <laughs> let me know sometime. Um, I'm over there quite a bit cool uh my wife has a studio on like division in ashland she teaches yoga over there nice um but yeah come on out we you know we'll throw you on the list uh we're playing first too so it'll be nice and early sweet this band called cruel is the record release show i don't know if you've ever heard of them but they're pretty okay. good awesome um and uh yeah it'll be this band's first time playing the empty bottle which will be fun you know and, and the guys would love to talk to you i'm sure
0: absolutely Uh, man
1: when when we came across this podcast like i i sent it to all the guys and it's like there's a podcast that talks about music and basketball (laughs) (laughs) this is incredible yeah it's
0: been a great it's been a wild ride it's uh every time every time i'm i'm just shocked that there's more and more more and more more people to talk to so it's awesome
1: yeah it's awesome I've, i've still been like jotting down some of the the play on words uh (laughs) <laughs> names what did i do it's not always like band names it's sometimes like song titles yeah like not na- nazi like nazi nazi muhammad nazi mm-hmm. punks fuck up <laughs> there uh, was a
0: I, I did something a couple months ago which actually i did like immaculate grid for basketball and music was, that's which fun is, yeah
1: we, i'll we, have we to bring that immaculate back Immaculate grid for the chicago local scene like uh Ooh. Played at uh, the Burlington uh-huh. five times.
0: Uh, Played at the Elk Grove Teen Center. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, I'm in that one. There were some like funny ones, just like mocking stuff. Like got canceled. Oh or, sure. You know, like sold sure. <laughs> like, uh, Coke to, or like bought Coke off guy and band. Very whatever, specific stories. Yes. <laughs> <Stupid stuff. laughs> uh, the Ace of Spades.
0: Oh, that's there. You (laughs) go. I I haven't thought of Maurice Fates in years. There's got to be something else with them, too.
1: Yeah, some good ones, but great to talk to you, man.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, man. So that's going to do it for this episode. It's been great talking with Adam. Uh, Make sure you guys check out his new band, Football Head. They put up an album earlier this year. Uh, It's a really good one, a good pop punk sort of email vibe to it. I want to take this time to thank our patreon supporters so much um if you want to support indie basketball head to patreon.com slash indie basketball would love to keep making more in- half court sessions and, and being a supporter on patreon really helps us do that i also want to let you guys know that on IndieBasketball.com, we got hats back we got the Bon iverson hats back uh and they are back in stock get them now but that's that's all i got for this episode so thanks for joining so much and Check back on the next one.